Hey, hey, good morning, afternoon, or evening. Question, have you subscribed yet? If you have not pressed that simple button, why not use the 11.5 seconds of opening music to fumble with your device and make sure you don't miss out on a single episode? In, in fact, let's do this together. Ready? Cue fumbling thumbs and music now. Greetings from First Covenant Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm Pastor Evan, and this is Behind the Text, a podcast that covers the details, points, or Bible nerd stuff we just couldn't pack into last Sunday's sermon. In June of 2020, the Houston Association of Realtors said they will no longer use the word master when referring to the master bedroom of a home listing. This change was made due to the potential racial overtones of the term. Articles covering this change noted that the origin of the term probably has nothing to do with slavery in modern North America, but the association still felt the change was warranted. The HAR instead said they would refer to the aforementioned room as the primary bedroom, and the same goes for the associated loo. It will be primary, no longer master. While we could cue some pretty good bathroom humor here, let's refrain. Just flush away those thoughts. Sometimes it is easy to knee-jerk to changes like this when they are proposed. This linguistic step may be dead on or it may be an overstep by this association, but it points to the bigger conversation that is going on right now around race in the United States. There is a serious history of sin and wrongdoing to deal with, and it won't be done simply or overnight. But if we believe that Jesus is over all then we need to take the conversation seriously, even when we may not agree with every direction the conversation takes in our broader culture. Jesus is Lord of all. Good conversations, bad conversations, and valuable but difficult conversations. He is Lord of all these conversations. Now let's stop here and hang on that idea of Lord. Over 300 times in the Old Testament, God is referred to by the title Adonai. In English translations, this is usually indicated by a capital L followed by small uppercase O-R-D. The concept of lordship is that of master or owner of something. More to the point, it is a term of relationship. As Nathan Stone comments, quote, The use of this term Adonai in the Old Testament plainly reveals the relationship that God sustains toward his creatures and what he expects of them, unquote. That relationship should be father to child, but because of sin, it ends up looking like master-slave. In either case, there is a level of ownership over creation on the part of Adonai. There is also a strong sense of Adonai as caretaker over humans, whether as children of God or as slaves to sin. Before you dismiss what I'm saying here, let's dig in a little further, because the news gets good, and I think really good. I want to again quote Nathan Stone from his book on the names of God. It's listed in the show notes, and I highly recommend picking up a copy. It's not expensive. Stone says, quote, In Israel, the hired servant who is a stranger might not eat of the Passover or the holy things of the master's house. But the purchased slave, as belonging to his master and so a member of the family, possessed this privilege. Exodus 12, 43-45, Leviticus 22, 10-11, unquote. We should recognize that ancient slavery was not a good state of affairs, 
It was contrary to God's intent for humanity, but it was not the same system as the chattel slavery system of the colonies or United States from the 1600s until the Emancipation Proclamation. No system of slavery should be argued to be good, positive, or kept. One human owning another is not, nor has it ever been pleasing to God. It is not virtuous or godly in character. But can you notice something significant about how this ownership of humans is handled by Exodus and Leviticus? There are distinct rights that keep the relationship close between human lord and slave. There is a sense of caretaking and ownership. And if you follow the law that was laid down by God for the treatment of these relationships, again, the relationships are not sanctioned by God, then you see that the slave not only has the right to the protection of the human lord, but also has the potential to inherit from the human lord household as if they were no longer slave but a child. That is, what was against God's plan could be transformed into a God-honoring relationship over time. Let's take and transpose this concept to the relationship you and I have with God. In Romans, Paul tells us that as long as we remain estranged from God, we are slaves to sin. In Romans 6.20 and following, he says, quote, When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Unquote. Just as a human lord could maintain a master-slave relationship, that was never going to be a satisfactory relationship to a holy God. So if we remain steeped in things contrary to God's will and way, to God's holiness and destiny for humanity in all creation, we remain slaves, under the lordship of God, but only for this life. We will eventually cede all claims to becoming children of God if we are content to reap the wages of sin as slaves free from righteousness. When we choose to remain enslaved, we don't give up the care of the Father for now, but we do give up on the promise of becoming more than slaves to the latest trend, fashion, or to, the, to career, family, relationships, money, sex, power, and any other potentially good thing that we turn into a master over us. Even good things can become horrible masters keeping us enslaved if we let them. In Galatians 4, 1 and following, Paul tells us, quote, What I am saying is that as long as an heir is under age, he is no different from a slave. Although he owns the whole estate, the heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Unquote. Giving up that true lordship of Adonai ultimately means that we forego the possibility of becoming an heir to the promises of an eternal, loving, and holy God. And we give up on a fundamental relationship change that moves us from slave to child. That transformation is what is done only through choosing to follow Jesus with every part of our being, and that transformation reflects the very heart of the Father. 
Do you find it all remarkable that even in an unjust relationship of human lord to slave, there was protection and a sense of humanity? Eating at the table for feasts and festivals was a high place. Our Adonai gives us benefits like that in this life, even when we completely ignore and abandon our very caretaker and creator. God allows us to feast in this life, enjoy the benefits of creation, but if we fail to recognize that Adonai has always had more in store, we miss out on our inheritance. We miss out on the transformational relationship of moving from slave to son, to daughter of the Lord of all. Should we use master to refer to master bedroom or bathroom? Have that conversation. That's fine. Should we move from being a slave to sin to becoming a child of the father? I hope the answer to that is more obvious. Should we repent of that which disregards the care of Adonai and instead choose to become an heir to the promise of God through Jesus? Let's say yes to that. If you haven't already done so, sit down at the table with Adonai right now and seek a new relationship with him. Become a daughter, a son of your Lord and the lover of your soul who sent Jesus to transform your relationship with Adonai. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, could you do me a favor and share this episode? It will only take a few clicks for you to bless a friend. If you are in Lincoln this Sunday, join us in worship at 10.30 a.m. or watch us online at firstcovenantlincoln.org. And if you want to support us, you can donate while you're there. Thanks for listening.